1: Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We're glad to have you with us today. As always, I'm going to say I'm excited about this topic. And, and the reason I'm excited about it is I don't know that I've ever heard it talked about on the radio before. Guys, when I first mentioned the topic, was it something that you had heard a lot about before? No, not at all. I, I, I kind of
2: had heard ideas about it that d- kind of danced around it, but never anything that really zeroed in on it. And the more I read, the more this was really fascinating. Can't what think you? of a single time. Yeah, I've heard it really talked about.
1: Yeah, I never really heard it on a Sunday morning. You know, it's not one of the streams that most uh, uh, churches preach in. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, churches that preach in grace or preach in you know different streams, and this is not one that they normally w- wade into. Yeah. And so, in studio today, we have Al and Vinny and Dennis is back. Dennis, we've missed you. It's great to have you back. And uh, I
3: appreciate it. I just want to say that I appreciate you saying that. But my hope and prayer is that you won't have to say that again for a long time.
1: Well, good. Ours too. Um, and then Robbie is not with us today. Robbie's out doing something. So, Robbie, we hope you're having fun and whatever you're doing. But the topic we're talking about, I've kept you in suspense long enough. We're going to be talking about transference. So there. Okay, I know that doesn't help you. Not
3: transformers. Not transformers. transformers. We're
1: talking about transference and really what the concept is, and it's scriptural, is a transfer of a presence from one person to another, mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's what the Holy Spirit does. I mean, he's transferred from God to us, right? But we're going to talk about this primarily today from a uh, demonic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so, we we'll go right into a clip on a, a movie that really just scared me when I first watched it. <laughs> uh, I scared, It scared me before I think I even knew about this topic, because something just seemed to be so real about it. And so, in this clip, it's from a, a movie called uh, Fallen from 1998. It has Denzel Washington, and he plays a, a police officer. Early in the, the clip from the trailer, he's talking with a convict that he's arrested for having murdered who's getting ready to go to the gas chamber. And the, the convict's surprisingly happy, and he's singing an old Rolling Stones tune and that tune goes throughout the clip as it's transferred with the spirit from person to person. And let's just listen to how You want to sing that clip for you? I please, really don't. Okay. do okay.
2: All right, I'm
4: there if you need me. <laughs> Reese. Who's here? It's the brilliant detective who sealed my British fate. <laughs> Remember this, Hobbs? What goes around really goes around.
5: You have a safe trip, yeah?
0: Is on my side Go
5: ahead! Light up my life! Criminals like Reese, they kill a few people somehow, it ain't their fault. But what took place tonight is the consequences of what I do.
0: Detective John Hobbs wants to uncover the truth.
5: What does a zazel mean? Now, my dictionary says that evil spirit of the wilderness...
4: Walk away, Mr. Hobbs.
5: But nothing
0: in this world... Uh is on my side can help him solve this case
4: there are angels some of these angels were cast down and a few of the fallen were punished by being deprived of form.
0: come on get out of
4: here and each touch and at the execution did he try and touch you yeah he did actually
0: passes the soul of a killer into someone new well i
5: believe what i see and i'm still trying to get my mind around what i just saw some things pal you shouldn't know
4: on my side.
5: Hey, pal. My work is based upon evidence.
4: And aren't your facts resistant to normal interpretation?
5: Denzel Washington. How do we fight him? Is it even possible?
4: I believe it is.
0: (gasps) Haven't you done enough, huh? Time is on my side. Fallen.
1: Okay, that still creeps me out. <laughs>
0: it is creepy.
2: Did you catch the the reference to a Christian song in that? No. Uh, Debbie Boone in the 70s sang a song, You Light Up My Life, yeah. and it was a tribute to God. And so when he's on death row and he's about to get killed, he goes, go ahead, light up my life. And I'm sitting there thinking, he's mocking that
1: song. Yeah, I did not recognize I, it before. Didn't know that. Uh, this yeah. movie, I'll you know, say, one, it's got a lot of language in it, as you would expect. Uh, two... It's not to- totally biblical, but there is biblical things in it, and that's what we yeah. want to really unpack today. That that there is a truth to what's said in that clip. That there are fallen angels among us. I mean, that's found in Revelation, isn't it,
2: guys? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, there was what happened with that story. Out. Can you tell a little bit about how that occurred and when, where when, we find that? When,
2: well, you the war in heaven. Yeah. In Revelations, there's a war in heaven, and um, uh, the angel of the Lord said he saw. Um, a third of the angels or a third of the stars cast down from the sky. And he's speaking of the angels. So if you know that the stars in the sky are too many to count, that's what's come down to the earth. And Satan becomes the prince of this world. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. He'd uh, tried to overthrow God and a third of the angels went with him. And so when they lost that war, they were cast down to earth and that's all in revelation. I believe it's chapter 12 and you can go read that. That's not something that the movie made up or we made up. It's It's there. So, that that occurred. So those, those beings are here, whether we want to recognize it or not.
3: And I think it's real important to recognize that, uh, you know, oftentimes that's something that and, and we talked about it at the outset that people don't want to talk about this. Uh, maybe it's because they don't really deep down believe that if that's the case. And then Hollywood tries to tries to explain it and it becomes more and more unreal sometimes in a way. Now, this seemed pretty real.
2: And I think Sam hit on it. I mean, even the movie scared Sam. Sam's not a, a scaredy cat by any shape of the imagination. Maybe a little, a little. but anyway. <laughs> but you know that is a subject that people don't like to go into. I mean, it is one of those difficult subjects to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, when I was watching it, um, it just there was something in me that just was creeped out. I don't know how else to even say it. I I couldn't hardly even finish the movie just the concept of this being able to happen to some degree, not to that degree, but to some degree, seemed almost unbelievable, but if it was believable, man, just how uh, horrific that could be. Yeah. Uh, And if if you're saying, well, you know, I don't know that I really buy into that. Let me ask you a question. Have you been in a situation where you walk in someplace and you're in a perfectly good mood and you come across somebody that's very, very angry, and next thing you know, you're fighting anger most of the rest of the day. You guys, have you had a similar situation like that that's come up at some point?
2: Oh, throughout my childhood. I know that when my mother would get mad at my sister or if my sister got mad at my mother, the whole house would explode. Everybody was angry and we're walking around. And, you know, when I unpack that now, there was it was small stuff. It was nothing that was worth um, fighting over. It was more small things that we could easily just talk through. Yeah, But that spirit in our house was that there was going to be yelling, screaming, and there will be blood, emotional blood. But, mm-hmm. I can remember that happening in work situations. To contrast,
3: you know, having a, uh, a sales manager, for instance, that would come in and just rant and rave in the morning. And by the time he walked out, everyone else was either getting on each other or they were all down in a bad mood because he brought them all down with him, which was really what his problem was in the first place. Or someone that came in and it was a positive mood and, it, it you know, talked positively about what you could do. And that mood continued. It, you could see it permeate throughout the room and continued.
1: When I, uh, this movie came out in 1998 and I went to my first boot camp, which we often talk about in 2002. And then I went to an advanced camp somewhere around 2005. And, and John Eldridge talked about this concept of preying off other people's warfare. Hmm that you know, when you deal with somebody and you're talking with them, that their warfare can, that they're fighting can try to attach itself to you. you know, th- an example that he used to use was he might be counseling a couple that's dealing with infidelity, you know, and then he walks away, and all of a sudden, you know, a few hours later, he's battling some real desires for lust that hadn't been there, you know, and he's learned that he had to pray that off because that spirit is wanting to attach itself to more than just that couple. And you
3: think it's something that would, because you're hearing it in a negative fashion, you think it, it would be something that you'd walk away from going, oh man, I'm glad that I'm winning that battle right now. But I think that's what the enemy uses a lot of times. Oh, oh, really? And then all of a sudden he takes that little, there's just that little glimmer. It's like drinking, for instance, or something like that. It takes that little glimmer of what might be good out of it. And before you know it, you're headlong into all these things again. Uh, because you just heard someone talking about it
2: you know the, there's a clip from remember the titans where the two uh defensive ends are are arguing it and they're at summer camp and one of them asks have you been doing your job he's like yeah and he goes really because this person is not blocking for the quarterback and it's setting a tone for the team and he as they go further this the other defensive end, the one who's not really the leader of the team, but he's a leader within his friends. And he said, attitude reflects leadership. And it just takes one person in a position of um,
1: emotional power to really set the tone for a group. It does. And it, it can be an environment you walk into. Um, Heidi and I had the opportunity to visit some, some friends over the years and, We noticed that when we would go visit them and we would stay with them for a day or two, that there was a a real spirit of um, blame, guilt, that kind of resided there in that household. And and before we really recognized it, we would go there, and that's not normally how we interact with each other, that somewhere along our stay we would start going at each other in that way. You know, this is your fault, Mm -hmm. that's your fault, there's a shame thing here. And we started realizing, wait a minute, that's not necessarily our warfare that we typically fight against as a couple, and we started praying more against that before we'd visit these friends. And we would pray, you know, while we were there. And we didn't battle that because we weren't allowing that presence to attach itself to us. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and there is a lot of biblical precedent for it. We'll talk uh, when we come back after break here in a few minutes about some of the stories of possession. Mm-hmm. You know, when there are demons who are residing in people, you know, and Christ has to deal with that yeah um we're gonna have a great clip a little bit later more from the the movie fallen but also from a movie al that uh, we wouldn't expect to hear one from isn't it how to eat fried worms yeah so we're gonna <laughs> learn <laughs> great uh, masculine <laughs> journey clip there yeah how do you take it you follow another winner the, the scary movie and then you take this kids movie that's supposed to be lighthearted, and say there's the same truth that's running through both of those and so when we come back we're going to be able to do that and we're going to give some more scriptural reference to just some stories about people that had to battle this this spirit oppression off. And Dennis, as we go through this, and we started talking about earlier today, this, was there a light that kind of went off for you? It said, wow, I didn't really recognize that before.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so. was a darkness there.
1: And I hope that's what we all see today as we go through this. Keep listening to us. We, we're glad that you're here. If you'd like more information on things that we have going on, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. You can download some past podcasts we're also on itunes if you want to go look us up there at masculine journey radio and you can download any of the past shows
4: we protect the air you breathe and the water you drink
1: we stop drugs terrorists
3: and
2: weapons from entering our streets
4: these men and women are federal employees they provide
3: vital services for the american public we protect the american food supply from foodborne illnesses we protect investors from insider trading false information fraud. Thanks to federal employees, not one bank depositor has lost a single cent.
4: Federal employees. They work for us. Go to theyworkforus.org.
3: You can always come up with an excuse for not visiting longtermcare.gov. Oh, I forgot. Game night. After all, who wants to admit that one day they will be, you know, old?
4: Hey, do you see any crow's feet on this face? I don't.
3: But, since 70% of older Americans need some kind of long-term care, why not do some free planning now so you can stay in charge? Visit longtermcare.gov and find your own path forward.
1: Now, Dennis, you picked that bump in music. Tell oh me, goodness. tell me what was going on there. I saw you up dancing around the studio. We did enjoy that. Air a li- guitars a little. It started out as that I was trying to find
3: some bumper music the other night, and I couldn't come up with a thing. <laughs> and then I thought, you know, we've been talking about spiritual warfare. Right and left. And I can remember in about 1981 when the song came out. It was one of the Rocky follow-ups. And, and, you know, every guy was running around, you know, putting his fist in the air and stuff. And I thought, this is warfare. We're in a battle, mm-hmm. man. And this is not wimpy stuff. I thought about the uh, the Jesus clip that we use sometimes at the, uh, at the boot camps where he's like, now, Al... You said a little something bad (laughs) last night. And and this is not wimpy stuff, man. This is warfare, and we have to be in battle together. And that's kind of what we're talking about. When we get into this stuff, you know, we have to go to battle
2: against it. it. Just for clarity, it wasn't just a rocky a sequel. It was Rocky Two with Mr. T. Yeah, I pity the fool that okay. didn't know that. I wouldn't actually, go there. you're
1: incorrect. It was Rocky <laughs> Three. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was yeah, I pity II. the fool didn't know that didn't Rocky Two. he beat Apollo, and if I yeah. ruin that for you. Ladies and yeah, gentlemen, I, it, it
3: was, was I, the Tiger by Survivor. I don't it, care about it the movie. It was 20-some years ago, so <laughs> you should
1: have seen it by now. Uh, we're going to go back into the movie Fallen and pick up a little bit more of the story because this is a fight that we're, we're we're fighting against, and it's not just lighthearted stuff. It's not just the, oh, you know, the devil's sitting on my shoulder, the devil made me do it kind of thing. There's some truth in that. But we're battling, as Paul writes about, darkness, spiritual darkness. And we want to go back and listen to this clip. And what's happening is Denzel Washington's character has come across this woman whose father had been afflicted by this demonic presence. And so she spent her life studying about it, trying to figure out how to fight against it. And she's tried to shy away from people, one, for her own safety, but also for theirs. And so we're going to pick it up. He's trying to get her to give him more of the story.
5: I appreciate your situation, okay? I really do. I mean, your father, your mother, they're dead. Their lives are ruined. Your life is ruined. I'm very sorry about that. But I got to know what's going on, okay? Because if this thing is what it seems to be, if this thing is what the, the book says that it is, then... Is this for real? I mean, do you 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 believe this stuff?
4: I believe more is hidden than is seen.
5: Well, I believe what I see, and I'm still trying to get my mind around what I just saw. Okay, something threatened me, and it's Reese. He threatened me in Aramaic. I mean, what's hey, going oh, back? Oh, what it? else did Reese say? Hey, I'm asking the questions here, Miss Milano. You answer the qu. You answer the questions that I ask. Okay, because if I don't know what's going we're on, we're not
4: supposed to know. We're not supposed to know. We're not supposed to see. It's like the mafia. They don't even exist
5: okay okay that's good that's a start they don't even exist so where are they from who are they
4: mr hobbs there are certain phenomena which can only be explained if there is a god and if there are angels and there are they exist some of these angels were cast down and a few of the fallen were punished by being deprived of form they can only survive in the bodies of others it's inside of us Inside of human beings, their vengeance is played out.
5: That's it. Come on, get out of here.
4: I mean, come
5: on, what? I mean, it's Milano, I'm, I'm just a cop, okay? I'm a detective, my work is based upon evidence, facts.
4: Mine too, mine too. And aren't your facts here rather resistant to normal interpretation?
1: So Vinny, as we listened to that clip, I noticed your ears kind of perked up a little bit.
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, Well, first of all, there is a mafia. Yeah. Yeah. I lived amongst it. But it brought me back to thinking what the topic is over here. When I was a kid, a young kid, we, me and my three sisters, if my dad walked in and went right into the bedroom and didn't come out, we knew, not to say a word for that night, he transformed right away if he went in there and came out it wasn't so bad it never was great you mm-hmm. know what I mean because he's always in a bad mood but I guess that was because of what he was involved in I remember getting up in the morning honestly and truthfully I would go downstairs and I lived in that kind of a neighborhood all right I don't know how else to say it, it uh, you know and, by the evening time, when it was time for me to go upstairs and eat, I became a bully mm-hmm. because I wanted to show the other people that my father was bigger than their father and, you know, I just lived off of his reputation. And the people wouldn't do a thing about it, mm-hmm. wouldn't do a thing about it. So I'm. the point is, I guess, that I'm trying to make is that, uh, yes, there is a mafia and, yes, the moods were set by your parents, Uh and I lived through it, and I don't even know how I got to, to this point in my life.
1: And we're all kind of lucky to, to be here in some degree, but we—that uh, that is set. It is set by our parents. It's set by the things around us, the things that affect them, the, the warfare that's jumped on them throughout the day. Al, I know you looked up several scripture today. Tell us about one of the stories about some of this transference. I think it was
2: Numbers 11 where um, the Israelites are griping about the food. They're like, you brought us out of Egypt we had food, we had hot meals, you know, we're in the desert and all we're getting is this manna and they're griping at Moses. Moses takes that same attitude and he gets irritated and he goes before God and he says, you said, I had your favor and you put me with all these people and all they do is gripe. And and he goes to God and starts griping. God gets irritated and drowns them in quail.
1: Not literally. It gives them lots of
2: quail. I'm sorry. Was that metaphor a little too strong? <laughs> yeah, it, it was strong. <laughs> they drowned in the desert from quail.
1: Okay, so if you're saying, all right, I get it a little bit. You know, Moses kind of took on their attitude, for lack of a better term. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, where does something where Jesus deals with this? And, and right away, my mind goes to uh, Legion, Legion, and Mark, where Jesus is out with the disciples, and I'm paraphrasing this first part. And they're on the water, and a man comes out of the tombs and is walking up to him. and they get to the shore. And Jesus says, what is your name? And the man says, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out into the area, out of the area. And really what was going on there, there was a, a host of demonic forces living inside this man. Mm-hmm. You know, and as the story goes on, Christ sends them into the pigs, right you know and the demons think oh okay well he didn't you know send us away and then the pigs did what they ran off to the, the cliff and died and died you know yeah. so they there you know jesus had his his own little way of dealing with that but it does occur it, it is something that occurs in scripture that christ, this isn't the only time that christ deals with a, a possessed spirit which yeah. is a, a a demonic force being with you didn't you he say, make go ahead.
3: Go ahead. I I, I was just going to say that I, I thought then first time that I listened to that clip that it that someone was referring to the book in there somewhere. They said something about the book, and it just kind of it just kind of struck me that yeah, it is in the book. Yeah, <laughs> it's in
1: the book. Yeah, one of the well, in watching some of the the movie, I didn't want to watch the whole movie as we prepared for it. I just went and kind of skimmed through it and watched some scenes. But one of the books that. He does pull out and that he reads through is part of the Bible and it shows him reading in Revelation this whole part of you know the third of the the host was cast down uh, Al, some of the other stories that we talked a little bit about is uh, were some positive things in Scripture where it's been the Holy Spirit or something else has been transferred to it
2: and I believe it's from first Kings but when um, Elijah had someone working for him a servant his name was Elisha now everybody Americans probably call it, um, Elisha but in hebrew it's pronounced elisha and elisha realizes that elijah is getting ready to get caught up in the whirlwind and he's he's a prophet too and he asks for a double portion of elijah's spirit and it's bestowed on him and he's able to take over and serve the community as elijah did
1: and i know there's a passage you read to us before we came in here tonight about the fruits of the spirit you know but right ahead of that was a lot of the other fruits of the flesh
2: fruits of the flesh that um will lead you down a path. It's not just that it comes on you, it's like it just keeps taking you down a path away from God, away from the Holy Spirit to where you have to I, in my mind it's taking you down where you get full of pride and then that's where the shame comes and that's how it's turned around and you that's how you get spiritual is when you get that pride and you go down that path then you're shamed. And then God rebuilds your spirit in a positive way.
1: As uh, oh, you were talking, I was thinking about a lot of things like what I was going to have for lunch later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was thinking about a lot of things, but I was thinking about the, the word we used when we talk about the change that God makes in our life. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll talk about that God transformed us, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I don't think as a Christian out there, anyone really doubts that God transforms us as we walk Absolutely. with the Holy Spirit, that we are transformed, and, and we begin to live more of those fruits, yeah. but there's no more than just us and God on the stage, which we talk about a lot Absolutely. on the show, and so if there's transforming that can be done, it's the same root word as transference, yep. Right. and so it can happen to us if we allow these demonic things to enter into us, and what are some of those things that we, we would see? What's some of those fruits that would kind of come up? There's anger that we talked a little bit about.
2: Yeah, and, and they took it into rage. Um, it was carousing. It was um, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was uh, alcohol and drug abuse. It was um, immorality, immorality.
1: Right. And so there's lots of things that this can step into. It can step into diminishment. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to get in the, um, the clip from how to eat fried worms. So Al, can you really just talk real quickly about what we would have gotten in that clip?
2: And how to eat fried worms? Yeah. Well, uh, there is um, a kid who's new to a school and he's having lunch and the bully and his friends put worms in his thermos and so he gets you know kind of grossed out and he throws one of the worms that gets on him well it hits the bully in the face so obviously the conflict comes up and there is um he and the bully um, he says the bully gets on him about eating worms and he says "Oh, i've done it a million times now there's a contest he's got to eat 10 worms in a certain amount of time well so you get a picture of this kid who's really kind of humble he just wants friends wants friends and then he makes some friends, but the bully pulls those friends away from him, so he's alone, and he kind of intimidates everybody around him.
1: And then we learn more of the bully's story.
2: Yes, yeah, so are we going to show that clip? No, we're, we're not going to have time, but okay.
1: the, what, what happens in that, that, that boy's house?
2: In the next scene, the boy's at home, and he's making himself a piece of toast with jelly. His brother comes in and says, you know, you're a joke. You're nothing but a joke. You better not mess this up. You better not embarrass me, because people are people are watching and then he takes the toast and he wipes the jelly on his brother's face
1: right and so what you really have there is you could call it a lot of different things but a spirit of dis, um diminishment
2: it, yeah mm-hmm. he, he's belittled and berated and so he believes the only way he can get that back is to do it to somebody else
1: that's right and that's where these things are transferred from one person to another and it's not something you sit there and say hey I want to emulate that hey I want to take that anger mm-hmm. on But it's something, if you're not careful and you don't bring the cross of Christ, the blood of Christ, the death, the resurrection, the ascension of Christ against it, man, it can land on you. And we don't want it to land on you. And we don't want it to land on us. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about topics that affect us as we walk down this journey of life together.
2: Masculinejourneyradio.org.